Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The Tartan Spartan. The Tartan Spartan. <laughs> Ooh, aye. The Tartan Spartan. Oh, hi. Uh, okay, well, that sounds like we're, we're doing historical epics, Tom. It, it definitely does, yeah. It definitely does sound like we're doing a historical epic movie this week. <laughs> this week's title was given to us by uh, Anthony Wilson. They got in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast to give us that title. You can also find us on Twitter at Life's a Pitch show as well to give us your titles any time of the week. We do ask for genres, like this week we've asked for historical epic genres. Because we know a lot about this genre we do know a lot yeah, about this genre uh, also someone who knows a lot about this genre <laughs> chad bentley welcome to the show hello thank you hello <laughs> that's the first that's the, that's the first time your, your voice has appeared on lives of pitch yeah, i don't know why i did that you, you've how, gone with that how, how do you feel that went <laughs> i'm gonna keep up with it no i'm not that's that's crossing rest, rest of the show yeah no that's, this is my normal voice that is, no, no, no. that is the sound of a man who's been plunged into someone who doesn't really know that much about historical <laughs> ethics <laughs> who, is, who is now put in a position to deliver taken on a character i and i appreciate it because it, it, it's like you know when um uh, when someone who doesn't know you know when that guy that, that taxi driver got interviewed on bbc news <laughs> you know and you're like how do i behave oh. like someone who knows a lot about uh, historical epics i suppose i'll take on the aspect of one who does Hello, yes. I am a man who think, knows a lot about historical epics. So shall we get on with some historical epic mentions? Yeah. So uh, this is the part of the show where we just go through some more titles people have given us on the social media and pitch some more films, much like the trailers before the main <laughs> feature. These better be epic. Yes, the, well, the, the, as, as we've <laughs> previously just discussed before we started recording... Historical epics could be anything, to yeah. be honest. That's the that's the conclusion we came to. Ratatouille? <laughs> yeah. It's historical epic. How, how historical is Ratatouille? <laughs> it's set in Paris. It's a historical city. <laughs> An historic city. And his, it's been an Assassin's Creed game. That's, yeah. that's enough. It's enough. <laughs> All right, so from at Connor with an O, we've got the first Black Friday. The first Black Friday. Now, I, I sort of was tentative about this one because it, it it does have a kind of when you see footage of Black Friday, yeah, it does have like you know in Gladiator when they're just cutting through people and yeah. just blood spraying out everywhere sure, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Footage of Black Friday has that chaos. It does. People are it. standing on each other's backs. Yeah, like it's 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 the ultimate um, sort of scathing view of man <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's how i would describe footage of black friday yeah um, it's almost if someone watched a george romero film and went i want to prove him right <laughs> let's make black friday yeah. a thing sorry I'm, I'm i'm still trying to get over um imagining ratatouille during the french revolution <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the george romero the day of the dead 
Yeah. Where they go to a mall, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a critique of... <laughs> Of, of consumerist of consumerist culture, culture yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's like consumerism saw that and went oh no that's pretty that's a good thing for us <laughs> that's, that's right on right those there. people really want to get into that shop <laughs> and then I remember I watched the South Park episode which did this exact same thing uh, putting it in the in the sort of allegory of the Night's Watch from Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. But just this one guy in this mall, this old security guard who's got like an eye missing. It's <laughs> like, I remember Black Friday. <laughs> so, um, the, but the first Black Friday. Yes. Of course, the, the tradition has to have started somewhere. Yeah. In, uh, in. Probably in Paris. In the shopping in the arcades. Yeah. Oh, in, in medieval Paris. No, not medieval Paris. The French Revolution. <laughs> oh, it's opened by Marie Antoinette. Yes. It's a cake sale. <laughs> to let them eat cake. Twenty yes. percent off. Twenty percent off brioche. Can you hear the people sing? Sing a twenty percent off cake. Like it just fits. It writes so itself. Well. Yeah, it writes itself. <laughs> so Everyone very miserable it's <laughs> so it's that era of, of historical epic yeah so um, we're gonna we're gonna probably historical epics often they see both people from both sides mm-hmm. so uh, we're gonna star Marie Antoinette yeah. which is gonna be um, uh, let, who, who do you reckon who's gonna play Marie Antoinette who's a good who's a good actress who hasn't played <laughs> Marie Antoinette yet uh, there isn't. There's no one. <laughs> there's no one. <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it's it's a it's a trial by fire. Isn't end it? of the uh, yeah. end end of the list. Unfortunately, <laughs> currently. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Sh- sure. Yeah. Uh, she she she's a little woman. Um, and uh, <laughs> she's a little woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll ask her to reprise her role as Marianne Antoinette. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If everyone's if already, everyone's done, already it. done it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, yeah. We'll. So, so we've got that that side, and then we will have um, uh, we'll say but, uh, Pete Postlethwaite. Pete Postlethwaite, <laughs> yeah, as Les. <laughs> Les. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Les Miserables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be comprised the sort of working class entirety. <laughs> so he's got like his own bakery that's a small independent business that can't cope with the underpriced cutting <laughs> of Marie Antoinette's well, Black Friday bake sale. Here's here's the thing, right? Because Marie Antoinette's comments of "Let them eat cake" mm. it's not actually correctly translated. I'm aware of this. This is this is for realsies, actually. This is a real fact. Um, she actually said, let them eat brioche. Because Ooh. people weren't allowed to eat brioche. You weren't allowed to... Like, literally, it was against the law for poor people to eat cake. Wow. Mm. The reason that when someone told her they have no bread, it was a good idea to say, listen... Maybe open up brioche to the to their potential sort of foodstuff supplies. Mm. Um, but no, everyone everyone's decided. But I think that's what it should be, right? Les Miserable, Pete Postlethwaite, he's been working hard on this, uh, on, on making bread, but something's gone wrong. Economic disaster, like uh, pe- people can't afford to buy his bread even because the grain prices are going up so high. Yeah. And then... And then uh, Marie Antoinette is like, well, I can help, you know. Sir Sharonan, she's like, I can help you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, he, ho, he, ho. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm French. I'm a French noble. <laughs> okay. Marie Antoinette. All right. Okay. Um, well, uh, well, uh, Marie Antoinette. I've uh, this is my best Pete Bossle for it now. Um, I I don't have enough money to to make bread anymore. Well, I'll uh, I'll soon sort that out. I've got a whole I've got a whole warehouse full of brioche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I I guess the people riot. I think no. Here's here's what happens, right? Pete Postlethwaite is like, "Don't worry, everyone. I'll, I've 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 sorted it. Mm. We're gonna get loads of brioche. Marie Antoinette's gonna help. It in 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 in, in at two p.m. exactly. She's gonna open her doors, but it gets out of hand, right? Instead of just the neighbourhood knowing, mm. everyone knows. It's not just the neighbourhood supplied by Pete Postlethwaite anymore. Everyone in Paris who is poor now knows that Marie Antoinette's got a warehouse full of brioche. <laughs> and as the, as the crowds amass outside, mm. Pete Postlethwaite is like, no, no, you can't all come in, you can't all come in. And then uh, he's one at a time, one at a time, and they're pushing on the doors. Yeah. Marie Antoinette is like, Oh, guards, uh, cards, you're going to have to stop them from coming in. There's too many of them. We don't have enough brioche and they're going to knock down the doors and kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she's getting, she's getting like, there's a, there's a tension there. They don't necessarily trust each other because they're from different worlds. Yeah. And then finally, as it happens, you know, the, the, the crowd kill the guards, yeah. push them over, trample them. Yeah. They're all like... And stuffing, each other. They're, they're fighting over... They're stuffing brioche into their faces, just like hamsters off to the, in their cheeks. Yeah. Massive. And then, and then that's what starts the French Revolution. <laughs> Is is the fact that that, that like this one thing uh, was such a schism in the in in French culture? Yeah, that, uh, um, the, the post Thanksgiving holiday, yeah. Black Friday, Black is now Friday. based on. Yeah, there we go. What's Friday in French? Dimanche is Sunday. Friday. 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 Vendredi? Vendredi? Yeah. Vendredi noir. Vendredi noir. Sorry. Vendredi noir. All right. So that was that was the first Black Friday. Truly, this is this is a Vendredi noir. <laughs> All right. So from Stephen Thomas, we've got Pliny, Elder Doctor, Friend of Beasts. What? Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Pliny the Elder, I only know of him through Blackadder. <laughs> I was... don't know of him through yeah, exactly. Blackadder. It's a historical British political figure. Right. Do you mean Pitt the Elder? Because there's Pitt the Younger. Pliny? Who's Pliny then? Pliny the Elder? Who's Pliny the there's, Elder? Because there's Pitt the Younger, and then yeah. the joke in Blackadder is he gets his younger brother Pitt the Even Younger to yeah. run. But there's no, I don't know who Who's Pliny, Pliny is. Pl- Pliny, Pl- Pitt Pliny the Younger the was a genuine um, prime minister. Gaius Plinius Secundus, called Pliny the Elder, uh, or Pliny the Elder. Okay, uh, so I'm, a, I'm really <laughs> wrong here. Yeah. A Roman author, a naturalist, <laughs> a natural philosopher, a naval and army commander of the early Roman Empire, and a friend of Emperor Vespasian. 
He uh, wrote the Encyclopedic Naturalis Historia, which became an editorial model model for encyclopedias. Well, this one should surely he should be the first encyclopedia salesman. So he's just going around ancient Rome <laughs> selling his encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it's Martin Freeman, and he's like, I made a book of all the things I know. <laughs> I know quite a lot, and. Uh, uh, I'm a friend you of might... beasts. <laughs> well, that comes later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he gets chased out of town okay. into the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's there being like, he goes into town, and honestly, his his sales pitch is, I'm pretty clever. <laughs> Ask me something. Ask me anything. <laughs> like, we don't want your cleverness <laughs> in our town. <laughs> he's like, first one's free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he, he turned into... Uh, you know the one with the bad laugh and and James and, Corden. No, Jimmy Carr. No, um, uh, he, he was he wasn't funny, but he 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 was in the office. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the um, man who wrote the office. No, Stephen um, Merchant wrote the office. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Ricky Gervais did some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he did a dance and gurned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like uh, first one's free. I know a lot. Trust me, I, I'm very, very clever. Yeah, I've got it all down here in a book. Yep. Um, which you can buy off me for a price. <laughs> when, so this is in the, in the Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, fuck off! Yeah. Oh, I don't need to know anything! Gets cast out into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think before that happens, he, he makes a friend, um, played by Jack Black. Okay. <laughs> Um, who is? Uh, he's a hairy, he's a hairy Sasquatch-like man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who? <laughs> All right. Surely <laughs> he's got to be a Romulus. He's been yeah, living yeah. with the wolves. That's where he went after Rome finished. Yeah. It's like, I, I hey think... man, I've just been hiding out here. What's that? And it's like, oh, cool man. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that. Um, uh, I, right. I think that Martin Freeman is like. Um, saying he knows loads about like science, mm. right? He's like, ask me anything, and I can, I can, I can tell you anything, right? But then he gets cast out and meets um, Jack Black, and Jack Black knows loads about animals, right? And then they go on to another town, and um, and, and like Jack Black writes down everything he knows about animals in his book, and then they go into another town and and like meet um, someone who knows loads about like. Um, uh, naval strategy <laughs> and like and basically they just keep a- amalgamating a bunch of people's knowledge mm. until what they have is essentially but they it's all written under the same person's name and so the idea is that they're all they go from time to time pretending to be one person who knows everything when actually it's just a bunch of people writing a load of stuff down in uh, in a book and then at some point of course uh, Martin Freeman gets promoted to be uh, like gets hired to be uh, a naval officer and like an admiral in the in in the Roman army and uh, everyone's like, where's our where's our credit? Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Well, you know, you got you got your nice cushy job. <laughs> so the one who knows about naval stuff becomes yeah. head of the navy for the for the oh, Gauls yes. and fights with like go on then put your knowledge where your mouth is see yeah. how you do against me. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Uh, uh, they they it comes to they're about to go to war, um, but then um, 
Jack Black, the King of Beasts, <laughs> rides in on elephants and tramples both armies. As, as we all know, the Roman army's one weakness: elephants. elephants. Yeah. Yeah. Hannibal knew it. Specifically, elephants that have gone through some mountains. Yeah. <laughs> like they, like they have to go through that trial of the mountain, the mountain pass. Yeah. Before they can attack. Yeah, because they have to yeah. level up. Yeah, they have to level up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like going through the mountains, so they could become war elephants. As we all know, that's where the experience farms are. Yeah. In the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah, that's where all the high level shit is. Well, it's, it starts out with wolves yeah. and like you know, uh, an Arctic wolf, like sort of like uh, timber wolves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you go up and, you, you know, you've got you've got slightly more dangerous beasts. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got, like, trolls and dragons at the top of the Alps. Exactly. Harpy nests, all yeah. sorts. Yeah. I've been playing The Witcher, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the elephants' uh, proving grounds yeah, are. It's where the elephant experience so, is. Some, some real endgame shit up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to avoid it until you're high enough level. <laughs> and Hannibal knew that. Hannibal knew that. Hannibal knew that. He was training him up down down the bottom of the Alps, and then he was just like, you know what? I've got a really, really high-trained elephant right now. <laughs> I can kill. I can kill like a dragon or something, like really high-level thing with this elephant. The experience will be shared to yeah. the other elephants. And and then by at uh, that point, right. right Maybe we can take a run at the Roman Empire. Yeah. Because at that point, you know, dragons and trolls, Roman Empire, similar XP totals. Yeah. So, uh, you know. That's the thing. A, a good stomping with an elephant to a, to a Roman centurion. Yeah. Super effective. <laughs> yeah. The, the weakness, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The weakness against highly leveled elephants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> elephant used stomping. <laughs> It's super effective. <laughs> so there we are. That's the pitch. <laughs> Pliny, elder doctor, friend of beasts. <laughs> so that's that's that, if that's what they can expect from a, a historical event, we know nothing. About. <laughs> Okay, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. We've enjoyed uh, pitching those films for you. Uh, and now we'll move on to our final major pitch. So, from Ant Wilson, we've got The Tartan Spartan. The Tartan Spartan. So, right. Tartan. There's two ways we can go about this, I think. Yeah. Mm. I th- I, at, at least two ways. At least ways. two ways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tartan... Mm-hmm. Something that's known for in Scotland, yeah, primarily Scotland. I don't know. I don't know sure. any any other country that does tartan. No, I'm pretty sure it is Scottish just thing. it's just a Scottish it's, thing. It's yeah. definitely just a Scottish thing. Even the, that same pattern, but from a different country, is probably not called uh, called tartan. Yes, yeah, Spartan. Yeah, a Spartan person. From Sparta, yep. a city in ancient Greece. Yes, a city in ancient Greece. Known which, for their warriors. Known mm-hmm. for two two events, basically, yep. right? It's you got your stop the nasty man Battle of Thermopylae. Battle Battle of Thermopylae. Yeah. Uh Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Summit. Summit With the nasty, with the Persian Persian army and yeah. uh whatever is king the king Xerxes. Xerxes. The the film three hundred. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then the Battle of Three Hundred, and um, then also you got your your, your horse boys. <laughs> your horse boys. <laughs> yeah. 
What? Centaurs. Centaurs. Horse boy. So that's a tum- that's a tumbler kink right there. <laughs> Your horse boys. Horse boys. <laughs> kind of kind of just reminds me of those uh, those people who pretend to be horses and do uh, do show jumping as human beings oh, doing yeah. horses. What's it? What's it called? That practice? I can't remember. I, I, know, I know there's there's two things. There's one where they actually like do show jumping. Yeah. As one that's real like, people. And then there's one that's basically aerobics. But... Uh, oh, it's uh, prance. Prance size. Yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Wow. You chew both of these. Yeah. You will be in stitches. Or horrified. Or um, very. Uh, you'll be helped out if you're a centaur. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, those are the options. Those are the options. <laughs> those are the what options. Do, I mean, like, so it it feels to me like the the the, the direction this like the, the who who is it gave this title? Uh, Aunt Wilson. Aunt Wilson wants us to do is have someone in a kilt at the <laughs> Battle of Thermopylae. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Where do you think this is set, Chad? Oh, well, the Tartan thing. You get it from the sort of warriors in sort of the romantic history of Scotland but they never wore tartan that mm. was made up by Walter Scott so mm. it could it could be about Walt it could be Walter Scott trying to falsify historical records that's pretty good actually <laughs> like going back and like finding all all the stuff and painting tartan kilts on them <laughs> they will never know because he found Battle of Agincourt yes <laughs> <and> Scots <laughs> yeah like finding like um whatever like the Odyssey or whatever it was with the Battle of Thermopylae in it and just writing and then there was a Scottish man a ginger Scotsman <laughs> with black and green kilts on this is this is the first Scotsman this is the story <laughs> of the first Scotsman who lived for millennia right <laughs> and turned up in a load of tapestries and stuff about ancient <laughs> battles no it is Walter Scott he got went back in time <laughs> to try and make his version of history true and got stuck and had to fight his way back so we begin this film with Walter Scott uh, hang on who this I don't is know, the plot of Blackadder 2000 movie no no it's not it's not <laughs> it's not no um, Walter Scott I don't know what period of history he's from but I'm assuming it's 1800s yeah. uh, 1800 Victorian times Victorian times yeah. he's, he's sat in, in his study in uh, he's, he's like a professor he's, he's sat in his study in um, Edinburgh. in Edinburgh uh, smoking a pipe with a load of other uh, scientists uh, and he's like well as we all know the, the Scots were around in every battle uh, in history and, uh, and and they're all like no no whoa. Yeah, it, it, it's very, he doesn't even it's not even that he's like well I've just bought a, a bought a charming mansion in Scotland and they're like Scotland what's what's in Scotland you can't possibly want anything in Scotland. There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, actually, <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like, uh, well, uh, well, uh, you only know that the Scots have been in every historical battle. Uh, great warriors. Um, uh, every historical battle ever. And like, no, they're all smoking pipes, sat around a fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the type. Who's playing what Scott? Uh, James McAvoy. James, James McAvoy, McAvoy is yeah. a good shout. Yeah. Um, and so, 
Uh, like he's he's a boxer, like a <laughs> like a uh, Victorian boxer. <laughs> boxer what, what a Scott. Yeah, Walter Scott. Yeah. Boxer by night and then sort of academic in the day. Yeah, yeah. The elbow patches come off and fists come through. And yeah. You, you, you've got to have a hobby, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a hobby. Uh, most most academics have hobbies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you made it at uni society. I didn't uh, realise that Walter Scott was actually Scottish. I assumed he yeah. was like an English nobility who had That's, lived in Scotland. This is no. the thing, he's, he's in Edinburgh. And, yeah. and they're yeah, all questioning what he's doing in Edinburgh. Yeah, because th- everyone knows that, that, that Edinburgh is an English city yeah. <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> you go there, 95% of people you meet are English. Yeah. So they all go away, and he's they like, all go away. they all they all just well, leave for the, the night. Maybe it's like a a bear. Yeah, it would be like a I I can I can prove that mm. I can prove it, and then and then they all go away for. Well, if the, you can't, you're out of the social club. <laughs> yes, yeah, or like uh, I think he's he's got the house wagered on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then he turns to his housekeeper Doris, who's, who's like. I I know you're you're bullshitting. Uh, it's Maggie Smith. Yeah. And he's like, what? Well, all those stories I've told you, uh, they're all that uh, they're all false. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, not... And he's like, Maggie Smith, Doris, what? Like, I need them up, Mr. Scott. <laughs> and he I'm just sorry. He's like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna lose the house. I'm I'm. What? what? And uh, and she's just like, well, I knew you liked the stories. I just, uh, I thought you, I thought you wouldn't hire me back on if you didn't, if I didn't have any more stories to tell you. Now's the time to bring up the fact that I've been making a time machine <laughs> <laughs> with my husband, the other groundskeeper. <laughs> he's the professor. Bit. Yeah, he's the, he's the doctor. He comes in in a big. They go in. It's been building it in the shed. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is where I thought you kept the lawnmower. Yeah, and it's just a time machine. It's... Aye, this is the lawnmower as well. <laughs> it doubles up as a lawnmower. <laughs> I, had to, I had to use some of the parts, but you also wanted the lawnmower. So <laughs> I did wonder. I, I did wonder why uh, why you were going around the lawn in a giant seat with a wheel at the back of it that spun around. <laughs> And you've got a crystal, with a huge cup, crystal capacitor in the yeah, top, and a crystal lever. Yeah. Right. Is this time machine? I have been describing it. The one from the time. Machine. The one from yeah. H.G. Wells as the time machine yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And oh, up God. until this point, you hadn't noticed is... that that looked like a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up until this point, one I hadn't noticed it did look like a lawnmower. It's a hovercraft and, lawnmower. Tom. And two, I have been following the plot of the time. machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next, you're gonna bring Samantha Mumber in. <laughs> I forgot she was in that movie. Um, is she in the? Is she in the um, very Lives of Pitch style Canyon People uh, yeah. world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm kind of liking the idea that instead of the '60s lawnmower-looking time machine, they've got. They've got a fucking An DeLorean. Actual... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they've just they've just made the DeLorean. And 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 Scott's just like it does look quite a lot like a lawnmower. You're right. <laughs> I can see I can see the similarity. Um, and it's Christopher Lloyd, the groundskeeper, uh, <laughs> and he's like, "You made a time machine out of a DeLorean." 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, me and uh, me and the wife. We go on holiday, uh, like just to just to Edinburgh, um, but but in the past and in the, and in the future, uh, we go we go to watch shows at the Fringe. This is a perfectly normal thing for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go to watch shows at the Fringe. Like. What's that? Oh, you'll know. Because if you ever meet someone who has a show there, they will not. They will not not stop telling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> so he's like, "Well, can I borrow it to go back in time?" And, and she's like, "No, of course you can't. We can't trust anyone else with uh, with this time machine. Not a not a jot, not a damn. No way." There's a terror in it for you. I think I think she's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Scott, but there's no way. And she slams the door and locks it, right? Yeah. Later that night, <laughs> Scott is is put on his a, 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 a beanie hat, yeah, black clothes, <laughs> and he sneaks up to the shed, boom, 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 and he hacks off the the padlock and he opens it up and he sneaks into the DeLorean doesn't know how it works Mm. right but he's like ah it's probably this big crystal lever on the DeLorean yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he pushes it forward and it goes Sounds like if you if you got a, a key and scratched it over yeah. a, a, over a piano wire, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, slowed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah a completely unique unique sound design experience. Yeah, so so we've got we got we got the time machine, the plot of the time machine, yeah. the time machine from uh, Back to the Future that makes the noise of the time machine from uh, from Doctor Who. Yeah, it doesn't make the the flame uh, the flame marks on the floor. Oh, the the, the TARDIS does. The t- the, yeah. t- the, tar- the TARDIS does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it makes the same noise that the TARDIS does. Yeah. And he goes back in time, and oh, he almost forgets his kilt. <laughs> Just to make sure that everyone knows it's a Scotsman yeah. that did this. That's his sideline, he's got a business, he makes kilts, so it's like, if I can put them throughout history, <laughs> a man will go up. Yes! It's like, hey, I'll litter these about and put them at the tree of various families and uh, I'll make myself a pretty penny. <laughs> <laughs> if I can come back with evidence that uh, a Scotsman was at all these uh, all these battles, I'm going to win that bet. Yeah. It's uh, it's Scots, Scots Tartan. That's the... That's yeah. the company he he owns. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he just makes. <laughs> well, that's tartan. that's it. He just makes tartan. Yeah, that's yeah. how he got his money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, not, not through academic means. It's so just... anyway, he like he, he he turns up at the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah. And he puts he puts some there, and of course there were actually probably Scottish people. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so he turns up. He turns up uh, uh, at um, uh, let's say the. Uh, Battle of Ashincor, yeah. right? He does that, and he does that pretty successfully, right? He 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 starts. He's like, "Oh, looks like you've hurt your arm. I'll I'll tie you. I'll bind your wounds with this tartan uh, cloth." Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I I think he uh, <laughs> he he goes on the winning side. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, 
they are the winning side. Sometimes these battles may may very well have turned in the favour because of him. <laughs> yeah. Because he turns up with a heavy machine gun. Right. And starts just gunning people down. <laughs> like, he, he, he wants to make sure that the, Scot- the, the, the Scottish person the side with, yeah. is known. The side with the, yeah, okay. Like, he's he's there on on the hill at Hastings... I think there was a hill at Hastings. <laughs> firing mortars. Yeah, firing mortars. <laughs> he's he's got his machine gun out. He's going. Yeah. I'm a Scotsman. <laughs> I'm Scottish. I'm Scottish. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Scottish. He keeps screaming as he shoots this uh, this machine gun machine gun out, and then he does a few of these. Yeah, he does a few of these. Like completely, like. You know, it's a whole montage. Yeah, it's a whole montage of him essentially succeeding at his goal, right? Yeah, he gets he, to. He, go, he goes to Vietnam. And uh, each time, in the future, and each time, right? Yeah. he rips off a piece of his his tartan. Yeah, that he's wearing. He's, he's wearing like I, I should have said underneath his his stealth uh, uniform <laughs> to steal this this time machine. He's wearing a full tartan uh, tartan outfit. Yeah, right. He's it's it's like tartan hat. With like long, a, a big tartan cape mm. and like very, loads of baggy, so he's got loads of material, right? And each time he rips off a strip of it and he puts it like up next to the flag, the, uh, the victory flag or whatever, right? Mm. Or he'll sort of like tie it again, like around someone's arm to, to bind their wounds, save their life, and he's like a hero, right? Yeah. And remember, I'm Scottish, I've got this tartan. As- associations all over the place. He gets to the Battle of Th- Thermopylae. Yeah. Gets steps out of his uh, steps out of his Delorean, mm. and he looks down and he hasn't got. He he meant to be on Xerxes' side because mm. they're gonna win, right? Mm. Yeah. But he's wearing now nothing but just like a tiny red skirt, a tiny like tartan skirt. So he looks like a Spartan warrior. Yeah. And just as like, just as uh, the, the the army comes through, he looks around and the and the crystal uh, lever snaps off in his hand. Oh no! Right. So now he's just got this like one uh, thing, and he's and he's like, come on, come on, come on. He starts he starts rattling the door of the DeLorean to try and get to, to try and get back in because he's because there's elephants coming, right? And, he, <laughs> and that snaps off in his hand as oh, well because no. he's been running this thing ragged. It's yeah. been seeded that he's been doing it damage each time he's done it, uh, and and now he's just got a DeLorean door and this crystal <laughs> crystal cane. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a red skirt and he looks exactly like a Spartan <laughs> exactly like yeah, a Spartan exactly and so like you know uh, what's his name um, Xerxes is like is it no, King Xerxes right yeah, yeah. Leonidas. Oh, Leonidas Leonidas is like ah Spartan you've come to back us up I guess it's 301 uh, now we can turn the tide of this battle and of course Scott's like no, no we can't no. <laughs> no 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 we can't oh yeah I've got my machine gun of course we can <laughs> yeah so he absolutely he, he, he doesn't want to affect history yeah but now to save his life he to has save to save his life he has to right? yeah it's <laughs> like just completely bang 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 he says it's a um, Zack Snyder movie he's, no, so he's, he's just shouting those things yeah he's just shouting gratata bang 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 as he shoots people <laughs> um, and then he gets and then he gets home right finally after after they all lay dead yeah he gets home 
and God. he stumbles out of the shed <laughs> and, he, and he, he's, ooh, he's so small smoky because he's managed to get the DeLorean to do one last um, trip mm. and he stumbles out of the shed and heads over to his to his house and he, and he opens the door and uh, there's there's a, a newspaper on the, on the kitchen table mm. and it's like the Scottish Empire claims another territory <laughs> Canada oh, is God. Scottish now oh no and then um, but he and he's like oh oh no I must have changed history but at least Scotland's doing pretty well right we're, <laughs> we're doing we seem to own most of the country yeah and then as um, as he heads up to, to to his bed he's looking for his servants and all that sort of stuff someone else is in his bed <gasps> this guy sits up completely clad in tartan bedclothes yeah. bright orange hair right <laughs> With a bobble like a, one of those very very stereotypical Scottish hats yeah. on, and he's like, it's uh, Billy Connolly, yeah. and he's like, "What are you doing in here?" And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And there's an Englishman in this house, and guards, guards, and um, uh, like a load of people clad in more tartan come with they've got like they've all got swords that weirdly have crystals on the bottom of the, <laughs> the things and he's like what what no I'm, I'm a Scotsman I'm not an Englishman but I'm a Scotsman yeah he's like you're no true Scotsman you're not Scottish enough <laughs> um, because he's not he's not a stereotypical Scotsman and that's what they've done when oh, he gets gosh. home is, oh. is they've because the Scottish Empire they've just become more and more Scottish <laughs> to the point of <laughs> to the point of stereotype yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> right he's filtered down the world through a Scottish lens yeah so now he's in Scotland yeah how do you d- differentiate just Scotland yeah like a, a Scottish a place in the Scottish Empire from actual real actual real life Scotland well you become the most Scottish Scotsman in the whole world. <laughs> and that's what's happened. Everyone's just wa- wandering around, tossing cabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... That's it. There's a big industry in tossing cabers. <laughs> Do you reckon he gets out of this one, Tom? Um, well, like he, he goes out, for one, and you know how when they say like a, if a Roman travelled forward in time to now they wouldn't be able to breathe because of the pollution in the air and stuff like that right. this is like he walks out and is immediately like he has to put his hand over his ears because everyone's playing bagpipes everyone well this is the thing he's, he's run from these guards right yeah like he's, he dives out a window yeah um, and, and runs from the guards and he gets out into town mm. and it's just <laughs> like, uh, you know sort of um, yeah, well, he gets back in his DeLorean and goes, I need to go back. To... But, it's, it, but it's friggin' broken. Yeah. Right? So he pushes it down the hill in search of Maggie Smith and her <laughs> husband. <laughs> who, are, who are time travelling in, in the time machine from the time machine now. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a new one. They got a new... Well, they didn't get a new one. They just built another one yeah. in this timeline. And uh, like Maggie Smith's like, ah... Another time traveller. I see. Uh, I, I like. Uh, I like. It looks like a lawnmower. 
<laughs> which is a running gag yeah. uh, through, through the film um, <laughs> a lawnmower. yeah a lawnmower. I, I know there's a running gag in uh, in the time machine starring Guy Pearce where he doesn't like Mark Haddy's hat oh yeah yep Good, good joke. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Uh, it's the funniest joke in the film by far. Um, so, all right, how do we how do we get him out of this? He, he he goes he goes back and kills himself in in Sparta, in Sparta. before before the battle is won. Right. So the Persians they come in and kill everyone because James McAvoy's now been killed by himself. Yeah, and he's like, I guess I lost that bet <laughs> when, well, yeah. when he ends up shooting himself because I guess I lost this bet. It can't be done. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's <laughs> trying to trying to figure out because it can't be like Looper because he's now the older version. Yeah, exactly. He can't just shoot himself. Yeah, he shoots the other version of himself. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. But it's gotta be in, it's gotta be in a poignant way, right? He can't have a gun now. His guns run out, like because obviously Scottish well, warriors only use capers. Uh, how how does this end, Chad? <laughs> God, <laughs> save us. <laughs> Maybe he's dead because it's the younger one. He knows that he's fucked it up. He's got through it, so he uses the caber. He tosses the caber <laughs> from a. <laughs> So he kills the younger version. So before he starts to fade away, yeah. back to the future style. Yeah. yeah, someone like the spirit of Scotland <laughs> comes and takes him. It's um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And then as he starts to fade away, the spirit of Scotland so the, comes down. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and uh, played by uh, who? Oh, um, we've used Billy Connolly. Who's used more Billy Scottish? Who's Billy Connolly? Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> He's more Scottish. Mel Gibson as um, William Wallace, though. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say Mad Max, but that works too. <laughs> Mel Gibson um, <laughs> from Mad Max, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Mel Gibson dressed as Mad Max, but in a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> and he like takes away what you did. Like, I'll come on, I'll show you. And he's doing a bad play. I'm going, I'll show you how you've affected Scotland coming forward. <laughs> and it's like, it shows him the future of Scotland. He's the ghost of Scottish future. He's the ghost of Scotland future. Yeah. So it's sort of like, it's a wonderful life, but you've still got to be dead at the end. Here's, here's what's possible because of you. That's how the film ends. No. I think, I think, I think the film ends. He, he sees all the, all the ways that he affected Scotland. And then... <laughs> He's like, if you don't change your ways, you still what will become of Scotland, <laughs> uh, and you'll die and you'll fade away. And as he's fading, fading away, he's like, I don't think I ever did win that. I didn't guess I never won that bet. Uh, and then, and then he wakes up in the DeLorean, <laughs> in the shed, and Maggie Smith is banging on the windscreen, like, get him a lawnmower. <laughs> it's now the eighties. <laughs> The 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying it was a dream. No. He... He'd fallen asleep in the DeLorean. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's falling asleep in the drawer. It's the fumes coming in. He was yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to top himself. That's <laughs> fever it, dream with the when monoxide. I, when I said it was, we, this was a time machine, I was also lying. <laughs> She keeps lying to people. That's that's the real. She's the real danger. It's, of this. Just, it's yeah. just a broken lawnmower that, that creates very toxic fumes when you turn it on. We just wanted to hide the fact we've been tinkering with the machines and couldn't fix them. We called it a time machine because the, the fumes kind of smell like the herb thyme. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it, yes. Then he, he, he wakes up and he... Um... However, he's, he's lost this bet. He lost the bet. But as, uh, as, as they all sort of leave the front room, his mates, the camera just sort of pulls away and there's like the front cover of this history book which has like a, a an ancient Greek... Oh, no, uh, it's, the, it's the painting of the Last Supper, but Jesus is wearing tartan. <laughs> Some point of history that we didn't even touch in the film. That's exactly why it's I love that. Up <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So there we go. The Tartan Spartan. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Anne Wilson, for that one. Yeah. Hope you, you enjoyed. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that, uh, and uh, I hope you, the listener, have, have enjoyed um, listening to it. If you have enjoyed the show, then perhaps you might consider sharing it. Mm. Uh, how, how might they, they do that, Tom? Well, you can share it on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, you know the avenues, yeah. You could, you could also probably, like, tell your friends about it. Tell your friends, or if, if you don't have any friends, walk down to the shop when you're going down to the local shop. You pick up a bars bar or something. You get in a conversation with the shop owner, and he's like, "You've got to do this quest for me. You've got to, you've got to do it. Yeah. Like I, I've I, I've got no one else I can trust, but you have to take this letter across the border to my cousin who is in trouble and looks exactly like me. And it looks exactly like me. Yes, we're clones. We don't know how this happened." But I just, because I, I'm on the run, I'm on the run, my clone cousin, they know what will happen. You just need to, whatever whatever happens, get this letter to him. And then you get in the car and then you're driving down the motorway and then suddenly the police are after you. And it's like, oh my God, like what, what letter am I carrying? And you want to open it, but it's addressed to this clone cousin. And you're like, I can't do that. That's against the law. That's mail fraud. That's mail fraud. Yeah. So, so what you've got to do is just drive, drive. And it's this really epic police chase as you're going down the motorway. Police, like, there's helicopters. There's like twelve helicopters going after you. The police are the police are driving after you as well. There's there's like fifty cars. The the entirety of the of the British police force are coming after you. You then sort of smuggle your way onto the Euro Tunnel. You get to this little village in, in this in the French Alps and uh, and it's got a little corner shop and and you get there and then uh, the police are already there. <laughs> yeah. And it's Detective Alfonso and he's shot you. He shoots you right in the belly and you're just sort of bleeding out on the floor of this corner shop and he goes, uh, this is for my wife and then walks off and the cousin, the person who looks exactly like the corner shop back in the town you're at comes up from behind the counter and goes, I believe you have something for me and then you give him the letter and he opens it 
and it says visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast but if you don't want to do that you could always go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast and and give us a bit of money each month so if you don't that's one that's one that's one option yeah Yeah, that's that's one option you could do yeah um or you could go to go go to patreon and give us a little bit money each month because you get you get loads of stuff you get to vote on the on the genre poll each week where we decide what genre we're going to be pitching you get to do a bunch of stuff you get get bonus pictures there's all sorts over there um and you also get your name read out so you know one option We'll get your name read out on, on Patreon. <laughs> Just like all these people. My waste of talent. That cereal dragon is shitting bisques all over Wales. Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals. I see you remembered. Uh, finally remembered the Ready, Be- Ready Breck Dragon. Stephen D. Thomas. Fingers to hand. Prime Minister, this election is a bad idea. Bisques are pulling high. James Delaney. A band of vigilantes has taken Edinburgh and named it New Scramble. I don't care about Scotland, Brenda. Our mortgage rates are ruined. <laughs> Brent Black. In today's news, the Kingdom of New Scramble has vetoed Brexit. Mavis, you are never picking the restaurant again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Werbisk's true identity is... Matt Turner. <gasps> Fuck! I've been sat in a room with you for weeks. Ow. <laughs> Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister Aberdeen is floating up the Thames. Sod it, Sandra. They're here. Run. Newcastle is lost. Alex NSFW. Prime Minister, we found Carl. He's been permanently embisculated. Glenn, draw up plans to turn Aberdeen into the third Heathrow runway. Prime Minister, the Queen has acclaimed Wales and seceded from the Union. Prime Minister, Russia has annexed Northern Ireland. There we go. There we go. That's, That's the list of all the people. Yep. Some revelations in there. Yep. You know, I get I can't paid. believe their name is... The... Just exactly the same as mine. But with some bits at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Their, their, their real name... Their real name is is my name, but with some words before it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Amazing. Thank you for coming on the show, Shaz. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been uh, grateful. Oh, thank you. Do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. This is the award given to people who's given us titles based around existing titles and just had a little joke about it. A fun jest. Yes, a fun jest. And uh, the funnest gesture of them all, <laughs> my brother Liam McGrath has given us this week Radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, were you just looking at things in the room? <laughs> no, no, think about it, Matt. Radiator. Uh, <laughs> it's like gladiator. Yeah, except with one Rad. more letter and different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radiator. Yeah, radiator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, comparing Russell Crowe there to a household appliance, <laughs> like Adam Driver, a fridge freezer combo. <laughs> it's true. So it's he a is little. One. Little joke Matt has about Adam Driver. The only joke I've got about Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a fridge freezer combo. He cools and freezes, yeah. (laughs) And it looks like you could open one of his pecs and get a beer out. (laughs) So, until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. I've been Chad Bentley. 
Remember who pitched it. Yeah. There we go.